welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. Hello, everybody. Wow, it is another day, another podcast. It always seems like these happen so quickly since the the airing schedule is so so tight they always have it's always day day after day after day that these episodes come out and so our podcast look we we like to get these out as soon as possible and so that's just that's just it is what it is yep we just keep rolling along oh yeah we we there's always something to talk about we keep rolling yeah so we're we're back with married at first sight Uh, i think we're in episode 12 it's it's very weird for me coming from bachelor nation because that's where we started obviously that's where christy introduced me to the reality tv space and it's still a little hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that this is episode 12 and we're still trucking like we're not even we're like right in the thick of things whereas typically this is the end this is the end for Bachelor season. Yeah, I mean, we it's just, a it's a yeah. marathon. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, we just did the finale for for the Bachelorette season yesterday, and here we are, same number of episodes, and we're right we're right in it. I mean, yeah, we still there's still like three weeks till decision day. At least, do you think there are more more than three weeks, or just just three weeks? Well, not not in terms of episodes, but like the time they're, oh, right, they're right, married. Yeah, because we're we're about seventeen days. 17, yeah. 17 days away from decision day and at least three weeks in real time maybe five weeks yeah i mean there's still i think at least three more yes yeah, so day. uh we'll we'll be coming at you guys for a while here and still 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 chaos out in in san diego huh yeah for some of these people well, where where would you like to start? Let's get into it. Let's do Lindy and Miguel first, since that should be pretty quick. Okay. Let's do it. So, for some reason, they're the only ones to receive a fake baby. I'm not sure the reasoning from the producers for that. So, have have there been robot babies before? Uh, I don't remember seeing that on this show but i could be wrong there's been a lot of seasons so so this and i haven't seen all of them but this could be the first robot baby is what you're saying it could be yeah i guess if i if uh, i and i am guessing but if i had to guess i would say that uh everyone else is in more of a fragile position and so they can't handle a baby. <laughs> so they couldn't. They couldn't handle because, look, I feel like we should describe this baby because it's not just it's not just a doll. It is it is legitimately a robot baby that, that cries. That's like programmed, right? Yes. Like, talk 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 me through like what was the actual deal with like what what was up with it? What did it do? Well, I guess it cried every so often. You had to feed it with this bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I think that's pretty much it. I think they. I think they had to change it too. Like, like it. It would make various responses, and you'd have to do certain actions to like placate it. 
<laughs> yeah, I. It's just I always found the the robot babies kind of creepy. Yeah, I, <laughs> that that is true though. It's just weird. Uh, I yeah, I think they can be a, a good training tool. I, I don't I don't know how it is in in a situation like this, like a relationship sort of context. But I think they're I think they're used for like prospective parents and stuff like that to like see if you're ready. Or... Maybe maybe not so much ready, but perhaps more of like can you handle it because you and we saw this throughout the episode like they started off like they were like oh this is so hilarious wow this because okay so they were calling it mcgindy mm-hmm. which is obviously is a combination of their names but oh, baby mcgindy that was real weird um yeah originally it was like super cute oh look at mcgindy oh this is so this is so fun wow and then by the end of it they're like, oh my goodness! I slept like three hours last night. I just, I, I want to get away from this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and they had only had it what for like two days or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is this really worth losing sleep over? Yes, it is because uh, this episode is basically the the relationship challenge episode everyone everyone has some sort of challenge that they have to get through questions that they have to answer in order to get to that deeper level in their relationship and really Mm -hmm. really blossom into the full potential of their married at first sight coupleness uh i was uh what, what did you think about their lindy and miguel's intimacy challenges because they they got the baby but they also had some like associate well not associated stuff but just like i think everyone had to answer the basically the sex questions like what do you like in the bedroom Mm -hmm. some intimacy stuff how did you feel about the body shots i didn't that didn't i thought for some reason i had seen the body shots where it's like act the alcohol is actually on the body oh yeah there's a worse version where it's actually like in the belly button yeah that's what i thought was gonna happen but then it ended up in the shot glass and then i feel like she kind of choked when she tried to (laughs) pick it up with her mouth and drink it well she is uh she is from a religious background she's a novice i mean i would have failed that as well (laughs) (laughs) yes but at least if you had been in this situation at least you wouldn't have had to suck it out of his belly button true <laughs> so oh i was very glad that it was a shot glass just on his belly uh she also of, wanted yeah. chocolate covered strawberries in the bedroom which is a very tame thing in terms of all the other things we, we saw this episode yeah yeah it, mm-hmm. yeah there we we saw some terrible terrible things i also just feel like well unless yeah, unless she was talking about actually like doing stuff with the chocolate covered stra- strawberries, because that's the trope you see a lot, right? Was like, oh, we're gonna have whipped cream and chocolate sauce in the bedroom, which uh, it just seems real freaking gross to me personally. But <laughs> but no, this is like, oh yeah, I just like to have this romantic evening, and we'll just have a plate of chocolate covered strawberries, which is so delightfully innocent. 
It really is. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that. They also had to gaze into each other's eyes. For two minutes. Yes. Well, thinking about like romantic thoughts, I guess, which they both went back to their wedding day. Of course. Oh, it just warms your heart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was, I feel like that was pretty much all we saw from them. Yeah. Most, most of this was just dealing with McGindy. Yes. Which I feel like, I don't know. I personally feel like I would have a hard time with a robot baby. Cause it's like, I mean like with real baby. Yeah. Okay. We're going to deal with this. We're going to do all the steps, but it's like robot baby the, there's still so much temptation for me at least of like, I'm just going to throw this out of the window because it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Why didn't they just take the batteries out at night? <laughs> because that's, 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 that wouldn't be abiding by the rules of the challenge. You can't just be like Mitch because Mitch later said something about how he would have like chucked it in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very peak Mitch, yes. I have to say. <laughs> Though it is, that doesn't seem like a like a recycling sort of thing to me. But yeah, that was it. Was just kind of weird because like they went to bed with it, and so they were like swaddling it in bed, and the whole thing is just so. And weird. it was like starting to cry, and so they were trying to figure because you I guess you have to. Are there sensors in it? Maybe you have to do certain like pat it or or rock it gently to get it to stop crying and stuff. Um. They were like, have know. to give it its bottle, which Miguel, of course, just, you know, maybe you want to like test out the breastfeeding thing. She's <laughs> <laughs> a very, very guy thing to do. Gosh, guys are so gross. Just only thinking of sex all the time. <laughs> Ugh, unbelievable. Yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much it. I feel like this episode, um, we focused on other couples. Yeah. We really did. Um, let's see. Should we do yes or no on them? <laughs> yes, absolutely we need to. I feel like for me it's still a yes because we didn't really see any huge drama with them this week. So, Yeah, uh, I will also go with yes. I mean, it's so hard to sit here and give these ratings when they like very intentionally try to... Sh give us uh uncertainty in the promos that we'll oh. see after uh because if you go by that it's like no none of these people made it and maybe none of them did let's be real this season has been a little bit of a disaster uh in most quarters but i'll, I'll still go with yes i think that if they if they continue to build in a positive direction and they can kind of rein in each other's sort of weirdness like lindy is real weird i'm sorry but that's just <laughs> <laughs> and, and he, he he's no cakewalk either but like man she is weird she's well she had a weird upbringing i know i know i, I shouldn't... feel like i can't blame I... her too much for some of her little quirks and stuff i should i shouldn't judge i know but i still do <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's do Stasha and Nate. Oh, boy. I really... The only things I have for them are things I don't want to talk about. 
Well, there was a little bit before that that topic um, with Dr. Pia, because this episode, everybody met with her. Mm-hmm. Which, this is a great time for me to ask you, how how do you think she's doing? You know, there was like this weird, I don't know if this is like a therapist thing or just like a weird cadence from her, but every time she was talking with the couples, she was like, like super super calm like with her like questions she would ask them almost she was i don't know it was just something that i noticed or picked up on that it was the same with every single couple she talked to you mean calmness in terms of her her volume well just volume and also like tone of voice Mm -hmm. um I don't know. She, it, it was just like this very like measured response to everything. So, yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, that can be a therapist thing. I mean, I you know, different therapists are different. I'm of course, but it's been my my experience where it's like it's sort of the therapist is supposed to be this like neutral force. Yeah, she did feel neutral. You know where where you can kind of be in the position of okay taking this information and the situation that's happening and and ask helpful questions but also not be like contributing to the emotional state in a negative way yeah she had she had a way of like calming the emotions and also like getting to the root of what the issue was right because for for so many people like and that's just the the real life truth i think is that it's very difficult to get to the the root of your own problems a lot of the time so like you'll just be stomping around like i can't believe this person is doing this and blah 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 and then it's like it turns out that you're super upset because you know you've never been able to f- fully express what you wanted because your family didn't care about you and so like now you just walk around with a chip on your shoulder and it's like oh i guess these people aren't that awful i just like i have stuff i need to deal with or like that's yeah. just so completely it, random it seemed like she knew her stuff like she seemed pretty mm-hmm. good at what she does knowledgeable so she has some real aggressive pink lipstick though <laughs> I mean, I went with her outfit. It, she it, had like this lime green it, shirt and some it pink absolutely pants. Absolutely, did. It was just very. It was very loud, <laughs> which is which isn't typical therapist attire, at least in my experience. But well, gotta, she's also on TV, so you know you gotta like, gotta put together an outfit. Right. She looked good. It was just like, dang, that is a, that is bright. <laughs> that is real bright. Uh, okay, so we have to talk about the sex dungeon. Um, well, there was one thing she said to Stasha that I wanted to bring up. Please do. Um, because Nate talked about how Stasha doesn't always trust him, and then Dr. Pia asked, does Stasha connect trust with control? Which I thought yes. was interesting. Yes, she does. <laughs> yes, she does. So then she's like, well, I need you guys to do an exercise where... Um, Nate is completely in control, and then that leads them to the yes, sex yes. dungeon. Yes, because, and I don't, I don't know necessarily if this progression 
track super well for me. It's like, I I don't know. Is this really the best way to be like, oh, you're you kind of like have to have control. Go get tied up and be freaky <laughs> and like that's how you'll get through I, that it's i think it's just a tv thing like let's let's do the absolute most i know that so, we can so they went to a little airbnb this, first off the whole location for this was weird it's like they were trekking off on a journey we went to this like stone like building off in that's the forest that's or what i'm saying it's like a, a little uh a cute little rustic airbnb it I just it weirded me out, out from out the beginning it, out in the in the forest but yeah i mean it really was just like one one room in a bathroom like it was a tiny little yeah like where did they, where did the thing. producers find this i'm telling you on airbnb i don't even want to know what they were searching to find on airbnb <laughs> yeah so essentially they show up to this little room and there's all manner of adult things yep all kinds of sex toys and other yeah. like accessories no uh, <laughs> like just a bunch of you know like a bunch of whipped cream and like melted chocolate and just all all sorts of things yes he ends up handcuffing her to the bed blindfolded puts whipped cream in her mouth because at first she doesn't want to open her mouth which i wouldn't either it's like i don't know what you're about to put in there I, I know. I mean, <laughs> and then she spit it out, which was disgusting. I don't, I don't know if she intentionally spit it out, but it like fell out of her mouth because uh, you know, <laughs> like the uh, whipped cream that's comp- like compressed in the cans is sort of when you spray it out, it it like goes into little sort of globs of this stuff. Yeah. And so yeah, she just like had a, a glob of it in her mouth, and he wanted to put more in, and she 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 opened her mouth and just like the this ball of whipped cream just like falls out of it her mouth. It was disgusting. Ugh. I I was uncomfortable. And then he like tried to do something. On, what was going on underneath the blanket? I with the camera people standing right there filming. I don't know. He yeah. He like put a blanket over his head, and then I don't know if he was like tickling her or like kissing her belly, or I I I don't want to imagine what was happening there. But it was also just weird that we were being forced to watch this <laughs> she ended up in a swing oh god as well uh, uh, this is stuff that should never have been filmed i i would agree i also i don't know i i understand the like oh open your mouth no i don't want to but it's just like and i guess maybe she didn't know whether the camera people were there but it's like yeah in that situation you never know what's going to get put in your mouth mm-hmm. it could be anything I think this is a good time to also mention that on After Party, Sasha oh, revealed no. that she likes having her toes sucked. No. <laughs> that was so bad. I don't I don't want anything the kids call it kink shaming, but that's just real weird to me. Yeah, I don't get that. And then like with cho- they showed like a deleted scene where like he poured chocolate sauce on her toes and then sucked them. Yes, which to me, it was also just it was just a strange progression to me because so she went and like washed off i think it was her left foot and then she hopped back into the bedroom on her right foot so that she didn't get her left foot dirty again 
and then gave her left foot to him to like pour chocolate sauce on and stuff. It was just like. Yeah, because Nate didn't want to suck on a dirty toe. Well, <laughs> look, I still have PTSD from last season of Bachelor oh, in Paradise man. when they did that same thing. And let me tell you. Her toes were sandy. Yeah, and probably like crab poop. And Disgusting. All sorts of nonsense. So at least. <laughs> At least she had the decency uh, to wash. At first. least she did, but still, that's just real weird to me. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, you do you, girl. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, that's all I want to say about that. Yep. So yes or no on them? <sighs> I'm still gonna go yes. Me too. No major drama this week. No major drama. Any any other reasons? Um, I, I mean, the previews look a little concerning, but <laughs> based on what we've seen so far, they seem to be vibing. I know you can't, you can't, you can't allow the previews to cloud your mind. No, nope. you gotta, you gotta go with what's in front of us right now. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I think they're they're good for the moment. Whether they stay that way could be a totally different story. Let's move on to Kristen and Mitch. Okay. <laughs> so the first thing we see, oh, man, this no. was a real interesting episode for Mitch. Oh, no. But he chats with a friend and admits that he made some jokes in the bedroom that didn't go over well. Yeah. Uh, and who knows what he was up to, but it probably was pretty bad. But here's my whole thing about that is there's there's a difference in my opinion at least of like acknowledging the like weird and wackiness of sex versus just being what i what i called mitch here is uh a where did it go oh no i lost it he being a comedian in the bedroom like mm-hmm. there there is a difference there and they don't know each other long enough, I guess, for him to know what the line is, and he crossed it. Right, especially, like, with Mitch, I have zero confidence that it wasn't just something like, oh, wow, your boobs are weird. Or, like, some, like, ha-ha, wow, that's so I funny. mean, based on the other things he we've heard him say, <laughs> I, I, I don't blame her for being offended by it, because he doesn't always have the best judgment. <laughs> With saying stuff to her, so no, no, he has very, he just has very poor judgment, and and it's not just for her. I mean, I think he just he has a very hard time uh, understanding when to shut up mm-hmm. and and how I think in particular how people perceive things. So yeah, that that's that's a little weird, and so we do. Uh, we do find out that their sex life is currently on hold because 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 of Mitch the comedian. Yes, he well, he's like, yeah, sex is built up so much in real life, like or in the movies, but in real life, it's awkward and funny. There's weird sounds and fluids. Right, that's true, but that doesn't mean you have to like. There, there's, there's definitely a a line. Yeah, you don't have to turn it into a joke. And Kristen's even like, yeah, maybe 10 years down the line that could work. But, like, we're new and that that just isn't going to fly right now. No. So they have taken a step back 
She's yes. like, uh, I'm not going to be sleeping with you if you're going to be cracking jokes about my boobs, okay? I know, that's quite a step back from when, earlier when she was like, yeah, uh, we're going at it like bunnies yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like going for, man, never put it past Mitch to just ruin a good thing. I know. <laughs> like, like, especially in context, like if you think about Mitch and Kristen versus the other couples, like, Morgan and Ben have just been stonewalled this entire season, even during the honeymoon. Like, you have Justin and Alexis, who had a ton of good stuff happening in the honeymoon, but were never, like, were never sexually active, never, like, were particularly intimate in, in any sort of way. Like, you compare them to most of the other, and they had such a great thing there. They were just, like firing in all cylinders and then mitch is just like ruining everything <laughs> which speaking of ruining everything should we move on to the Kristen yeah, story yeah, yes we should <laughs> so she tells like this really like heartfelt story because like pia asks like who was her childhood hero so she talks about her mom and yeah this is going back and i i found this a little interesting that so everybody had these questions but not everybody got to, and I guess maybe it was just where they were at. She wanted to like have some supervision for some of these questions because everybody had questions, but mm-hmm. most of them were, they were just going over them by themselves. Um, but yeah, so talking about her mom, right? Yeah, being a human immigrant and how she like fought to get where she is. She's like really successful now. Mm-hmm. And then after all that, Mitch just has to, uh, do his Mitch thing and be like, wait, I thought she asked for a childhood hero. This is present tense. Right, which can I also just say that Mitch Mitch answered the question first and had a pretty pretty generic answer about how he like really liked superheroes when he was a kid and all this to stuff. To me, that's lamer than what Kristen said. Right, and it just comes down to the fact that mitch is pedantic he just he has to he has to pick at everything and and for him i think being technically correct is the best kind of correct yeah that did not go over well with Kristen, though no she was very angry about this she's like i just wanted you to say it was a nice story like uh... right and look We've been over this before, but Mitch is kind of a ruiner. And at the end of the day, she doesn't she doesn't want his challenges for stupid stuff. She wants him to be supportive. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of the time he is un unable to do that. I, I wrote down Kristen just about divorced him right there. <laughs> <laughs> I also wish Dr. Pia had, like, said a little bit more to him when he did that. Because I felt like that was kind of rude of him. And so... Yeah, I kind of... I guess she kind of just let them work it out themselves, but... Yeah, which they kind of they kind of did. But my observation is that it's... Uh, it's and this isn't a particularly inspired observation, but I feel like it's going to be super tough to continue like in a relationship 
if someone is just like constantly having to pick apart stuff like if if they're gonna be married and every little thing miss is just like well actually <laughs> you, that would get you, old you did this wrong like that's just sort of thing that really i think is is defeating it's very defeating because even if you can kind of like like in this situation be like okay yeah you didn't understand how i felt blah blah blah, blah. you can resolve that I think it really does take a toll. Yeah, if he if he keeps doing that, like every other day, there's something. Right, and there just it just builds resentment. And it kind of builds that like, well, what am I supposed to do? Every single like every single thing you like I do, or say, or how I view things. Like going back to her her dream of flipping houses. Like ev- for everything, there's going to be like, well, you actually could do that do better or you should do this differently because that's the wrong way to do things i i think unless he unless he learns how to control that then they're kind of toast because it's Mm -hmm. just eventually Kristen will divorce him because it's so infuriating to deal with and and just like hurtful to her soul i think Yep, so the next thing we saw was them on the beach, and I think there was a question like, what was the hardest thing you've had to endure or something? So Mm -hmm. he mentioned that he tried to start a sunscreen business for surfers in non-plastic packaging, which is the most (laughs) Mitch business ever. Like, of course that would be what he tried to do. (laughs) That that is pretty funny, and that... uh, It's so specific. It is very specific, but that, that I guess was the toughest thing for him and kind of uh, helped him get to where he is today and the work that he does. And that fi- like that failure was really, really tough for him. Um, I did want to mention as well, before they got to this point, Kristen was saying that she, she like, she wanted the Mitch from last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A bit, basically, the like, she wants she wants him to be consistent like he's very he's very inconsistent like he he like takes in her criticism and like the the things that he needs to do better and then he does better and then he kind of falls back into his old patterns you know and so like last week he was attentive and vulnerable and open to her and she just like with every fiber of her being wants him to be consistent in that that's that's hard for him though it's very it's very hard but speaking of hard they also talked about their sorry (laughs) (laughs) their uh favorite sex positions she likes doggy style uh why did you say that i'm gonna have to put a parental advisory on this episode they said it on the episode i know i and he likes it as well i just this was really awkward for me mostly because I felt like he is not good at sex. Oh, just like I know what you mean. (laughs) Like everything he said there kind of came back to like, oh yeah, this is like this is what what makes me feel good. Like I gotta do, I gotta do this. It was like 
and I know they're talking about their favorite. So that their that own this the element of your own satisfaction is part of that, obviously. But it made it seem like he doesn't finish unless it's this way. Uh, <laughs> what a weird well, thing to like, discuss on TV. Uh, yeah, and just the fact that like. Yeah, he has to be in control to, like, be sexually satisfied. Are you really surprised by that? I'm not. No. Oh, that's just, it's so weird. I I didn't want to talk about this. <laughs> well, we could move on to their little intimacy uh, exercise. Yes. Yeah, so as a, as a stepping stone to trying to get back to actual sexy time, they have some assignments to to do, do like uh, i guess touch exercises yeah this is a common thing on previous seasons hmm. so ex- explain this to me then well you know. i guess uh they take turns being blindfolded and, like pouring hot wax and just like touching legs and stuff like that just figuring out like what they like it's just another awkward thing to watch on television. <laughs> yeah, I get. I guess is is the point to be like, oh, see, we can, we can like be physically intimate without having to be like, oh, we need to have sex. I I guess uh, it's uh, more like you said, a stepping stone. Huh. Okay. I mean, they always put the like music on top of it to make it seem like <sighs> things are about to happen, but. Uh, but no, she's still, she, she isn't, uh, she isn't letting that happen. Not yet. Not for now. <laughs> no. Anything else before we decide if they stay together nope. or not? Nope. Let's, let's, so what do you think? Yes or no? I think I'm back to a no this week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I'm, I'm so on the fence. I'm so on the fence. I, for, I'm going to be a little, a little Mitch right now. I'm going to, I'm going to still say yes. It's such a tentative yes, but if they can, if they can get back to the, the place of last week and, and Mitch can overcome himself they should be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big ask. <laughs> I know. I just put a ton of a ton of conditions and qualifications <laughs> on that. But yeah, I don't. I don't want to just always agree with you. That would that would make for a boring podcast. I know. <laughs> oh man. Should we do Morgan and Ben real quick? There wasn't much from sure, them. Sure, sure. It was the whole thing was basically just Octopia with meeting with them. Mm-hmm. Which this just continues to just go around in circles. Morgan making a huge deal about, you know, I'll f- I also wonder, is there stuff we don't, haven't seen? Because it, it just seems like her level of anger, like we said before, doesn't match what we think is the transgression, which has just been ranting to Justin. So first of all it is entirely possible that there's stuff that we haven't seen however i don't know that that necessarily is 
super applicable. Like I, I feel like in this case, we've seen enough to make an accurate judgment. And I just, I say that because one thing that Morgan has said repeatedly is, and I forget the exact wording, but the gist is she doesn't give people second chances. That just isn't something she does. Like she's referenced this multiple times about like, you know, nor- normally it would just be over. I'd be out of here. Like mm-hmm. he would, he gave me crap about the nursing thing. I'm done. I'm out of here. And so I feel like even even though like it is possible that there's some stuff we didn't hear, but even though that that is probably the case i think she just she's so traumatized by her life experience that it's not possible for her to let this go and so she like maybe pretended to let it go briefly and then another thing happened and it just it fed into each other and solidified that like i i'm not going to do anything because she does say here that she'd be able to accept a full apology but like yeah what does that mean that's that's what i was wondering this whole time like what what does ben have to do for it to register as this full genuine apology because i thought he had already apologized but i guess that wasn't good enough yeah i mean he's he's at least tried to apologize multiple times and i i'm not i'm not gonna fully excuse Ben here like I think that he he was stupid and did things he shouldn't have done I mean there there's a whole chain of nonsense here I mean he he shouldn't have been so conflict averse and just went into vent to Justin especially not after Justin was proven to be completely untrustworthy (laughs) and just a, a complete and total sieve of information there um like you know so there are all these steps of like well ben shouldn't have done that like he shouldn't have kept doing that after she asked him not to it's like he really shouldn't have he should have vented to somebody who wasn't an idiot and who didn't have his calls on speakerphone and like there's a whole there's a whole cycle of of (laughs) of idiocy here obviously and so i'm not gonna say that ben is blameless in this i think that uh there are a lot of things that he's dealing with as well and so she reacted because of her past trauma he reacted because of his past trauma and so they've been going around in circles but yeah i i don't know if it's just like if he wasn't sobbing when he apologized that she won't accept it. like i don't know as well i mean i put in my notes after this in all caps how what (laughs) i don't know i just she she kept mentioning like i need real emotions for him like so she has to be the judge of whether his emotions are real right it's just which is a little it's it's too much it's a little silly and also just kind of counterproductive because she says she's willing to accept a full apology but she's also the complete arbiter of that and is also highly invested in being upset with him Mm -hmm. so 
that's just what I and I kind of wish that Dr. Pia had had like done something along these lines but I feel like you almost need to have a mediated apology where like you can have that person there be like okay you this is what you've agreed to Morgan I'm gonna sit here and I know you're super closed off and you're not able to do anything but I'm as a third party that knows all this information I'm going to be here for this apology and tell you whether or not it was heartfelt (laughs) (laughs) because clearly you you are so disconnected from like uh, just like a a healthy headspace that that there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing he can do no i think at this point they just need to hang it up yeah both go home this is over right and can i just say to this is from later when the the men and women get together but what the heck is wrong with lindy because she looks at morgan and sees this emotionally intelligent and mature woman and i know that like lindy basically grew up in a cult (laughs) (laughs) and i and look i I don't want to I don't want to sit here and crap on Seventh Day Adventists because I don't think, as a whole, they're like how her parents were. Yeah, probably. Um, not. I've known some very nice and wonderful Seventh Day Adventists. I think she had kind of a Seventh Day Adventist upbringing with a side of all of the issues that her parents had, which kind of exacerbated everything. But still, yeah, like emotionally intelligent mature that those are the last things i think of when i think I, she just she takes everything morgan says at face value yeah so in her mind morgan is this wronged wife that ben has just betrayed so right and it's look it's not even that she wasn't wronged that's so that's what's so hard about this. Like Ben is technically in the wrong, but Morgan is just so over the top and so mean to him that it makes ben, it makes Ben the victim. So yeah, I, I I want to be I want to be on her side, but it, it just again it still boils down to like I just I feel like she's continuing to want to punish him. Mm-hmm. And this is just another way. It's like, yeah, I'll accept a full apology, but but you really won't define that, and so you keep you keep him suspended in this state of like, well, I I want to be married and I want this to work, but I don't know what to do. And you just like combine that with Ben's personality. Like, look, I don't I don't blame him. For finding her incredibly scary. Oh, I would too. <laughs> Even just like when they were waiting for Dr. Pia to arrive, her body language, she was just like scowling her face, arms crossed, sitting on the other side of the, the couch. Well, and I, and yes, I, I don't want to be too unfair to her because she, I, I think she did, had just finished a, at least a 10 hour shift as That's a nurse. True. Um, so I, I don't want to just 
be like, well, even or even or even the way contributed, but yeah, <laughs> or even the way she stomped into the room last week when it was time for Ben to read his letter. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I these two are a no, obviously. Yeah, it would be a freaking miracle. There, there's there's just no way there's too much there's too much drama i mean on both it's sides. telling that the only footage we saw of them together was with dr pia right well they are separated yeah they're not even like yeah they're not even living together so nope it's over like it has been over divorce get, just live your lives use this to try to become a better person in the future like yep go do therapy for like ever <laughs> uh, our last couple is alexis and justin oh wow we're just we're we're trucking right along here and <laughs> this was a mess oh man this whole the, thing the, the married at first sight san diego's golden couple have fallen so far <laughs> their whole argument this episode hinged on her wanting to go out with friends each weekend so i wanted to ask you about that because i got a bit confused because i thought i thought that that was the argument that it was every weekend but then at some point later like i I don't know if it was her or somebody else was saying that it was only like once a month so do you know um i i remember hearing like a her saying justin wouldn't have been okay with her going out twice a month mm-hmm. I, I don't know it i don't know it it was at least it seemed like it was at least a couple weekends maybe I, maybe every weekend see i don't i don't think Maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but if it truly is just a couple hours once a week, her hanging out with her friends, I don't think that's that bad. Hmm, taking a taking a strong stand here. That isn't that, like, he can have the whole rest of the day with her. She can have brunch with her friends for a couple hours. Um, like, excuse me, it's not brunch. So that So here's the thing, in my opinion at least. I feel like... It wasn't just about the time. I think it was the setting as well. Because as I understood it, and I, I've i been wrong before, I could be wrong here, but my understanding was that they were, when they were going out, they were going to the club. They were like going clubbing. Yeah, clubbing was mentioned also. I don't know if that was like a different night or... I mean, I the impression that I got was that she was going clubbing with her friends every weekend. Yeah, I mean, she does. She did say she is not a homebody. She likes to turn up. In yeah, her yeah. Words. She's like, I don't think you. I don't think you understand how much I turn up. Like, I could go. I could go out to the club. What did she say? Like Monday to Saturday or something yeah. like that. Every every day and still still be at work on time. Which, yeah, I mean, I guess once you get married, you can't. You can't really keep that up. Yeah, it's it's just tough because these are not conversations that we should be having. These are conversations that they should be having. This is like this is something that they have to figure out as a couple. That's just the reality. And and I, me personally, 
I mean, I do kind of side more on like the uh, the Nate argument, where it's like, well, what, what? You're married. Why are you like going clubbing all the time? But like different people have different personalities and priorities and stuff. It's just you have to you have to figure that out within like the nucle- nucleus of your own couple. You know, so what works for me may not work for somebody else. And so that's why that's I guess what I'm saying is I don't think they've they've been able to have those conversations. And so at the end of the day, it boils down to they they are just unable to communicate effectively with each other. They're just they can't do it. And no. so they get stuck in this rut of going back and forth and so like in this case at least like justin's a total homebody and alexis is like i just want to be out all the time and and, he, and you have to find you have to find an, uh, some sort of balance and equilibrium there but you can't just like alexis oh i'm just gonna go out all the time or justin Oh, I'm so upset about this. Like, you have to figure it out. Yeah, I also think he interprets her going out as, like, she doesn't want to hang with me. Which Which might not, (sighs) that might not be true. That's just the way he's interpreting it. It also may be true. And I wouldn't entirely blame her. (laughs) But I also think that at some level, he is too boring for her. I mean, based on her wanting to turn up, I, I, that's probably true. Which, like, because he also works at home. So he works at home, but he also just wants to be home all the time. I guess he's not a partier like her. Right, but you, I'm, and I'm sure not everything she was doing was partying. That's why it was hard for me to interpret exactly what was going on whether it was truly like they were going clubbing every weekend or if it was just like they were going clubbing you know once or twice a month and going to brunch or whatever shopping or whatever it is you know the other times she did mention because alexis was uh on the after party that she has invited him to stuff and he didn't want to go and he didn't want to go yeah, that kind of kind of puts it on him a little bit. Like she's trying to include you, right? And so again, it's it's hard for me to sit here and say, "Oh, this is the solution." But you would think, right? If she is inviting him, that he should go some some of the time, even because again, it doesn't have to be something you you love to do. But like if you really if the if the bugaboo highly technical term there is specifically really boiled down to I want to spend time with you, you're gonna need to be a little flexible from both sides, but you're gonna need to be a little flexible in how that time happens. Because different mm-hmm. people have different priorities and different interests. And so if you're just like, I will not engage with you unless you are spending time with me in my approved way of spending time with me then 
I'm just going to ignore you and put a, you know, have a fit about it. That that doesn't end up being helpful. And there was another huge sticking point this episode because Dr. Pia was like asking like quite a few questions to Alexis in a row, I think trying to get to the root of it. And Alexis finally admits she's not ready to be married to Justin in particular. <laughs> and this uh, does that not won't cause problems. This did not go over well. <laughs> Justin's like, I'm putting you as my beneficiary. <laughs> Like, whoa, okay, these these two are not even in the same book right now. No, 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 they're not. And so eventually, um, Alexis, like, this convo is unconducive to my mental health. <laughs> There's unreal, unrealistic expectations for me being a wife. I'm not an unfit wife if I want to hang with my friends. And so at this point, he takes his ring off. Uh, this is quickly going downhill. Uh, yeah, they. My observation is they're they're just they're in a a cycle of pain. Yeah, and they keep each saying things that hurt each other, even though they say they don't mean it, mean to hurt each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, but they it keeps happening, and uh, yeah, they just they don't have the the vocabulary or something to to be able to speak each other's language yeah there's a disconnect here and there has been since the dog incident oh yeah that uh so later uh, on we kind of repeat sort of the same argument again where she's like remember in your vows you wanted me to be free well that means i want to like go out with my friends but he interpreted that as (laughs) It means being true to yourself. He's like, no, don't be free in that way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, they just they keep missing each other. Yeah, I, I, I feel like their uh, their their question their uh, therapist assigned questions didn't go particularly well. No, especially when, um, well, I guess, and a, a little later. I guess Alexis wanted to spice things up, and now there's a dancing pole in the kitchen. Yeah, I I guess it makes sense on some weird level that you're like, oh, there's a disconnect. Let me just rent a stripper pole. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, ultimately, I don't think this ended up accomplishing much, but... No, it it ended up, uh, in fact, setting them back more... (laughs) Yeah, because the part of this exercise was them each putting on a blindfold and being able to say all of their feelings without the other person interrupting. And Justin starts. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I feel like I'm number two compared to your friends and your dog. Mm-hmm. You're not ready to be married. And he's frustrated that she has not asked how he's feeling about having to leave, I guess, his dog at the training center. Mm. Yeah. He wants the he says we want different things. That was it was I, hard. Yeah, I still love you, but he just in, unloaded everything basically. Yeah, he didn't hold back. No. And he's like, "Oh, that felt good to say." I mean, I <laughs> I put the final nail in the coffin of my marriage, but <laughs> but it felt good. And so then she it's her turn to speak and basically is like 
Yeah, I'm thankful for you. Thankful for the time we've had, good and bad. Your family is wonderful. I think I think you're doing the best you can. <laughs> this was hilarious to me because that was basically like a goodbye speech. Oh, oh, I I know I. <laughs> that was like that's what you say after you've said no on decision day. Yes, it's, it's, I, I just know it sounds like Alexis has given up, and that's even, pretty I mean, much they they talked about that in the after party. They're like, girl. It was like, you're like, I'm out of here. <laughs> She's like, what? What? <laughs> like, yes. Any, anybody listening to that would be like, yeah, no, she's done. She is so yep. done. That's like that's like the, uh, I don't want to hurt you a ton, but but this isn't working. And like, goodbye. <laughs> yep. She's, she even said, like, I held back. I wanted him to get his feelings out. Didn't want to ruin the moment. Oh man, that's that's real, real tough. And then I didn't write down much from this, but at the very end of the episode, there was a whole yelling match. I guess they were kind of yelling about the same things again, and a producer had to step in and right. That's mediate. Funny. The, produ- the producer's just like, if I don't do something, they are going to kill each other. I love how too they. She's like. So she goes into the bathroom because it was again they they're away from the cameras, but they're screaming loud enough that you can hear everything. Mm-hmm. And so the producer lady goes into the bathroom and she's like, "Hey, hey!" So uh, and she's like saying they're trying to like talk to Justin about stuff as Alexis is like angrily doing her evening routine, and she's like, <laughs> "Okay." Come on, and it brings them out to the kitchen table, back to the cameras. Like, we need to talk about this. Well, she's doing the job of the experts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And probably not paid enough for that, to no. be perfectly honest. Yeah, he just, he really cannot handle the going to the club thing. He just, that, that's, and I know that's probably fairly surface level, and there are there are other issues attached to that. I do think that he was very honest in his blindfold speech. Like I do think mm-hmm. that that is really how he feels. Yeah. Like he doesn't he- feel important to her. And I don't think that that's fully because she like he isn't important to her. I just think that they show that in very different ways. And and so it's hard to be on the same page because they like show maybe show affection in different ways and like him at the table talking about how like well you know they because they still have not had sex yeah he says he's tried multiple times right he's tried multiple times and again whether that's like whether that's like a, a sexual dysfunction thing whether that's just she's like no I'm not gonna. It seemed like it was Alexis not wanting to, but that I mean, in that conversation, yes, it's been a, m- more ambiguous in the past, but yeah, it just it seemed like she didn't want to, and so he takes that and takes that very personally. Which I'm I'm not gonna sit here and blame him totally for that because, like, you're married to someone, you want them to desire you, but I think they show desire in very different ways, and so yeah. It's just, it's a whole dumpster fire. I, I think they are a no for me. Oh, boy. It's not looking good. 
Yeah, he's going to have to be a no for me as well. They just, they can't, they can't communicate. They can't understand each other. They just. Yeah, they, that's the bottom line. He's, he's said it multiple times too. I feel like you don't understand me. Right. And so they just go in circles because they're, they're speaking different languages and I don't think they're, I don't think they're bad people. I think they're trying, but they just lack, lack that language to actually get through. And so they just end up hurting each other time and time again and going in this, this painful cycle of, of getting told, you know, mean things or things just sort of picking at them or you know just like uh things said ex- in a in in exasperation uh it's just all that stuff it's it's sad to it's sad to see i always uh don't like to see the the dissolving of of this marriage that seemed so promising in the beginning so sad well unfortunately if your marriage is only promising at the honeymoon, that's not a good sign. No, and I, th- I feel like it was perhaps only promising in the honeymoon because he wanted it so bad. Like, he wanted it to work so bad that he was just, like, so over the top. And so she was able to go along with that initially, even though, like, she still... I don't know. Do you think at the end of the day that the whole celibacy conversations just ruined all of this? <laughs> I feel uh, like that was like the big the biggest thing kind of I don't know. I think it was more of like a shock thing for her. Like he's celibate for a year like I don't I mean they could have ended that on the honeymoon. So I that I, I still think that was incredibly rude of her. By oh, the it way. totally was, and and very much fits our, what what's happened since with like the going to Morgan and everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh. by the way, her outfit on after party was was like wow. What you didn't like it? I I it actually like fit her. <laughs> like I would never wear that. It was like a lime green deep V neck pantsuit with lime green high heels. Uh, that, I mean, it was a look. That that woman likes to be loud. In fashion. I, I don't know. It somehow it, it works for her though. <laughs> well, thank goodness for that. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about with the men and women get together? Um, not really. I feel like we covered most of it. Okay. I mean, the the only thing I want to say is I was just uh, cracking up at how the the guy, because Miguel took McGindy to the men's, <laughs> the men's get together, and, and that was that was pretty well received. But it was it was it was funny to watch. I guess like, well, I guess you guys are the only ones doing well enough to get a baby. <laughs> I guess so. That was that was pretty funny. Pretty funny. So, do you have anything else to? to end with uh, i don't think so no more observations we're just we're just along for the ride who knows how many more weeks this is going to be who knows who is going to survive who is not going to survive 
you know, may, there may be four no's or five no's on, on decision day for all we know. It's entirely possible. This season has kind of been a train wreck through and through. Christy, how can people get in contact with us? You can email us at groupdatespod at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at groupdatespodcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're out there and we love hearing from our loyal listeners. It's always great to get that engagement and just have fun with you guys. That's the, that's the big thing for us is just having fun.